and gents, and welcome to episode 45 of the Controlled Interest Gamecast, where we're talking about video games and everything happening in the industry. I'm joined by Jordan. Hola! Hola, glad to have you back. And uh, joined by Dom as well. How's it going, Dom? Evening, gentlemen. Evening, good day. Uh, yeah, so episode 45, we're going to be talking about what we've been playing. Uh, so I have a I have a lot of like indie-ish games that I've been playing. Uh, real quick, about 30 minutes before we started recording, I was playing Fable... Uh, Fable... If only. Uh, Fire Emblem <laughs> Heroes uh, for about a half an hour. Really cool. Uh, we'll get into it more next week. I'm um, really liking it. Met all of my expectations so far. Half an hour in. Uh, it looks like it's going to be an um, enjoyable grind. Uh, other than that, uh, I was playing Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, which is one of the games with gold for this month for Xbox. I was originally interested in this game when it, when it came out, and then for some reason I never got around to picking it up. Game's really cool. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but you control a spaceship with these different individual parts, and it's you can play with somebody else, and each of you controls a different part. So somebody controls the various guns in the ship, somebody controls the shield, somebody controls the navigation of the way the ship's uh, kind of navigating through these maps. Uh, you can play it single player the way I'm doing it, and you have a companion, a pet companion you can choose that you can uh, make him work on any of these stations in the in the space station so it's pretty cool you get to pick what your guy looks like you get to pick from a couple options and same with your pet it's a really fun game um i'm only like two levels in but i'm having a blast with it it's really really good it has its hooks in me so i'll probably finish that by next week um i've also been going through and replaying through ori in the blind forest which is a microsoft nice. exclusive that came back a while back came out a while back uh yeah, it's, it's a great game. I've already been in and played through it, but I was just going back to um, grind out some achievements. I just like that game a lot. Um, there was that uh, an, the whole thing on NeoGAF with the Ori and the Blind Forest developer talking about the Scorpio. And I was like, oh yeah, Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, the game's beautiful. I love that game so much. Kind of forgot about it there for a while. So I went back and started playing that again. Uh, always, uh, also, Always Awakening, which is a 2D pixel art, a Metroidvania game. Uh, came out only on PC. I received a code uh, about a week ago, and I've been playing through it here and there. It's really cool. Um, if you like, uh, you know, Nintendo Entertainment System games, old classic platformers, you'll probably like this. Um, I've actually reached out and uh, contacted them through email to ask if they're planning on this coming to console or to any of the handhelds. This would be a really good game for, like, Vita or the Switch or the 3DS. Uh, it's, it's really cool. It's really well done. Uh, it's a little floaty when it comes to platformers, but it it fits the style with like that pixel art 2D um, graphics. It's really cool. It draws a lot of its lore and stuff from like Final uh, Final Fantasy and like Legend of Zelda. Um, yeah, having a good time with that. I haven't beaten it yet. And that's pretty much it for me as far as what I've been playing. What about you guys? Jared, first I have a question for you. How does it feel to be able to play your games with gold now that the first of the month has hit? That's not that's not what happens with PlayStation. Nope, we've got to wait until the first Tuesday, and February first was on a Wednesday. That's weird. So, do we that's... get to keep them until the first Tuesday in the following month? If you do you see what I'm saying? What do you mean? Do you get to download them until then? Right, but then yeah, you get yeah, to yeah. Keep them so, like, for a total of thirty or thirty-one days, even though you get, you know what I'm saying? Does it extend only get... into the following month? No, you only get to keep it as long as you're a member, but, uh, Jared, what you're saying, um, yeah, currently, last month's game are, are still available until it updates. Yeah, that's, that's what weird. I was getting at, yeah. That's so so weird. it's just a weird cycle. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking PlayStation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, besides that, though, what have you been playing? Uh, I haven't been playing um, <laughs> Little Big Planet on PS4 due to the fact that <laughs> I haven't got it on PS Plus for free yet. Um, but what I have been playing is uh, played some more Mass Effect, of course. Um, played some more of. Uh, um, oh, I beat Injustice: Gods Among Us, the oh, wow. campaign for that. How was that? Very, very good game. Um, Man, I wish you would have said it sucked, and then I could just completely write off the second one. I'm no. kind of iffy. I'm kind of borderline on it. Now I really want to buy it, and I shouldn't. It's um, I, I had to do the tutorial a couple times to get into everything, and I'm definitely not a fighting game person, so it was a little tough to get into. Once I got into the swing of things, I was feeling it, and uh, really had a great time with the campaign, and not much trouble at all. I wasn't beating my head against the wall, um, even though the difficulty spiked uh, at the end with the Superman versus Superman battle. Um, but anyways, uh, really cool story. I'm also really enjoying the comic book, which is, it takes place before the game and tells the story of uh, why Superman be- decided to become a dictator in that world, uh, that version of the DC Universe. Um, so the story in both the game and the comic is really cool. So I'd recommend both, really, um, but definitely the game. Um, so finish that. Um and then picked up Gravity Rush 2, of course, um, because I love Gravity Rush. Um, and I really haven't played much, and um, actually, um, they, I don't know if you guys heard, but they released uh, like about a 20-minute uh, little anime short film for it. And um, so it's a prequel to the second game, and so uh, spoilers for that. At the end of the anime, Cat uh, loses her powers, and so um, at the beginning of the game, she doesn't have them, so I still don't have my gravity powers, and my cousin was over last night, and he was kind of just like wanting to see the game, um, so I didn't have a lot of time to get into it, so um, I'm sure I'm going to love the game. I really like the aesthetic. I really like how pretty it looks um, on the PS4 compared to the Vita. They could do a lot more, um, so more to come with that game because that is um, really one of the biggest releases of the year for me. It was supposed to be one of the biggest releases of last year um, and was, like, going to be my Christmas game, but not that I didn't get games for Christmas, but um, it was just, it was going to be something big for me last year, so I'm really excited that I finally got my hands on it. And then, uh, due to the fact that it was delayed, um, they're giving a free chunk of DLC away, which is awesome. Um, so I can't wait for that. Um... And then, I think that's pretty much everything I've been playing. Um, oh, I'm also playing uh, Beyond Two Souls. Um, I got the uh, Heavy Rain Beyond Two Souls PS4 pack, and uh, I've already played through Heavy Rain. Um, even though I'm going to do it again, um, I wanted to start off with Beyond Two Souls because I've never played that. Um, and I started playing just the regular version Um as far as uh, you can either play it, um, the story, the way that it was told on PS3, or you could play the remixed version, which um, tells the story chronologically as opposed to mixed up. Um, but I wanted to play it the way they originally intended, so I did that. And honestly, I'm really not having nearly as much of an issue with the um, 
the fact that it's mixed up chronologically, as most people were, um, I feel like people kind of wrote the game off specifically for that, and I think it's actually uh, a way cooler game than people gave it credit for. Um, definitely an underappreciated and underplayed game, and I'd actually recommend it, um, just because, um, especially if you like Heavy Rain, if you like Telltale games, if you like these, you know, um, interactive narrative experiences, I think it's actually really good, and uh, William, Willem Dafoe and Ellen Page are both really great, and I really like Ellen Page's character a lot, and they, they bring a lot of nuance to that, so I, I think this game is... Um, definitely underappreciated i liked it a lot too um i never understood that problem of people saying that it should be in chronological order uh like a lot of people make the make the the uh argument that you should you know creators should make the games that they want to make and they didn't want to tell us start chronologically obviously yeah and i liked it i didn't have an issue with that. i liked that game a lot so <laughs> i don't i, I think the way it informs her character is perfect because right when you're starting like the you know, if there's two scenes in uh, next to each other in the first one, you'll be like, huh, I wonder why this is this way because of w- what happened in that scene. And then in the next scene, they may answer it. But the scenes take place in totally different times. So if they weren't right up next to each other, then they wouldn't make sense in the same way. Yeah, you lose some of the context without with it being chronologically. So it's, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. If that's how they're trying to tell the story, you know. Yeah. Um, you seem to get a heavy plate. It seems like you also had a heavy plate, Dom. What did you play? So, a couple things. Uh, I put a couple more hours into Urban Empire, which I talked about briefly last week, and it's really kind of fallen off for me. As you, like the longer you play it, kind of it loses its luster. It's a really really cool idea. So, Jordan, just to catch you up, this is basically a a city builder, um, kind of like a a sim city or something of that vibe you start out in the 1800s and then you progress through you know like the next 200 years right uh, the difference is you have to you're the mayor of this city and you have to actually get your policies through city council so it's basically a game about politics mm. um so it's like a really cool idea and you know you have to make your proposals you know get a if you want to do a tax increase on your people so that you can build a new school whatever it is um and it, it is a, it's a little bit deeper than I just threw out on the table there, but it does feel shallow after a while. Um, but I do have a review written up, and that's going to get posted soon. So for more details, definitely check that out at uh, controlledinterest.com. Um, but moving on, uh, Hitman Go, Platinum number four. Nice. What? Where'd you play it? Vita. Nice. Where else would you play it? What? I mean, there's... Lots of platforms you could play it on, but that is the know, correct one. <laughs> um, so I actually I ended up being able to get a lot more of those challenges done, Jared, than I had anticipated. I only had to use a guide to go back and clean up a handful uh, at the end to get the platinum. Without using hints, of course. Um, but yeah, that I was completely addicted to it for the last like two weeks. Like that was like all I wanted to do all the time was just play that little game. I can't explain it. Um, it's so simple yet so good. I don't know. Mm. Um, so this next one, Jared, you'll like a lot. Child Wait, are you life. gonna you gonna continue with the Go series? Uh, maybe. Uh, I grabbed Hitman because it was on sale on Vita yeah. for like two dollars and change. So I just, yeah, I'd, I picked that up at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, as they come on sale on, and if they're on Vita or PS4, then yeah, I'll probably grab them. But 
I, I, it's not, it's not even really my kind of game, but it was just so, it just fit like my lifestyle really well, I guess. Okay. Um, it's just, it's a great portable game and it would be a better phone game if only it gave you a platinum on your phone. But anyway, uh, oh yeah. So Jared, you'll like this one. Child of light also grabbed in the last PSN sale. Did you beat it or did, or are you still playing through it? Still through it. I'm probably two or three hours in. Okay. So I'm just getting it's not into that it. much longer, is it? Yeah, it's not a huge game. I think it's like no. 10 or so hours, maybe. Yeah, it's like if you go, like, I went super, like, collectibly, like, doing all of, like, the, the achievements and stuff like that. So that took me, like, 12 ish hours. So, yeah, I would say between, like, 8 and 10 hours, probably just for a normal playthrough. Yeah, Jared, it sounded like you were getting sick just then. <laughs> collectibly. Collectibly, oli, oli, oli. Yeah. Do you like it, um, though? Yeah, no, it's it's cool. Like first, like first off, I'm on on the Vita, of course. Um, it's stupidly beautiful. Like it looks so good. Um, the art style is fantastic. Pretty game. Yeah. Um, the story reminds me a lot, actually, of uh, of a Zelda game. It's kind of got that that sort of fairy tale vibe to it. I don't know how to explain it. It's not. I'm not paying too much attention to it. Well, it goes by uh, iambic pentameter, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't that right, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. this game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it rhymes, yeah. Yeah. Which is cool. It's, I like that touch. Do but... you you do like that? Dom, you are into that part? Yeah, no, that's cool. It makes it a lot more interesting to follow along with the dialogue. Okay. There's those clever little whips in there, yeah. Did you like the combat? Yeah, that's been that's been good so far too. Um I had seen gameplay before with the little, you know, the little timer on the bottom. I don't yeah. know how else to describe it. And I yeah. never understood how that worked. And after a couple, like a couple battles, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's a really neat idea. Like that's a cool gameplay feature um, where you have to like just manage your moves across that bar." I don't. It's really difficult to explain, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But it's uh, yeah, like I do it's like, like that. a timeline bar where all the characters have their own emblems. And they're in different orders, and um, you're facing each other, and um, you're like on like platforms almost, and um, so yeah, it's like it's not really turn based because the the timer's like constantly moving, right. so you kind of stay on your toes. Yeah, and you also have like char- control characters who can manipulate the speed in which people travel down that timeline, and they can attack. Yes, that's a good point. Yeah, and then you can knock people back and so on. No, that is really cool. Um, Actually, um, I'll make this quick because I don't want to interrupt you too hard here, Dom, but this combat system that we're specifically talking about, um, uh, one of the games I forgot to mention, I was trying to remember earlier, uh, that I've been playing is Grand Kingdom on the PS4. Okay. Oh, I've heard of this. Um, That new strategy, JRPG. And um, it is actually, the way it's laid out, um, the way you're facing each other and, like, the lanes that you're in, um, Grand Kingdom actually has a lot to do with lanes that you're moving along in combat, and then it also has that same timeline at the bottom that you're talking about, so that actually uh, cured my memory for me. Very good game, by the way. Grand Kingdom is awesome. The interesting thing, thing too, with Child of Light, Dom, is that it came out with the whole, like, UBR thing with it and Valiant Hearts, and those are two of yeah. my favorite games, and we haven't really seen any follow-up from there, so I'm hoping Seriously. 
this this uh, E3, we get some announcements from Ubisoft at their press conference of like a Child of Light 2, which would be awesome, or um, something like Valiant Hearts. Like those two games are really good, so I'm glad you're playing it and enjoying because like. I think you were in the same thing as me where we heard about this game being good for so long. I finally got around to playing it. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why didn't I play this sooner? So yeah, like, it's, it's, no. so, it's so good. Yeah. I'm with you right Come there, on. too. No, I like it. Come yeah. on, Ubisoft. Don't be the, the only... Uh, don't let EA be the only giant publisher trying to cash in on indie titles. Right? Like, Valve has a hard enough time counting at three, and you're telling me you guys can't count to two? So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I absolutely love Child of Light. I'm excited to see how you, how you like the ending... Um, cause like, it's funny that you say Legend of Zelda-esque because towards the end of that game, it does kind of fall into some of the tropes that Zelda has set for itself. So I'm going to be interested to see how you feel about that. A lot of the characters has, too are cool. So I like it, the, it has characters. a lot of Zelda feels. I'll say that. Yeah. 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 I know. I felt it immediately. I was like, okay, this reminds me of uh, wind waker and so mm. on. Um, but anyway, next on the list, um, I've just been absolutely burning through, uh, dishonored definitive edition on ps4 nice so played dishonor 2 uh late last year and uh, that, that came uh that came with a copy of the first game for free so oh shit you never finished dishonored one i never i had played it before about halfway through and i never actually finished it so and now i'm nearly huh. done i have i think one mission left um but then i want to go do that dlc too <clears throat> um it's it doesn't look the greatest it's definitely a last gen game oh yeah Dishonored 2, I didn't think Dishonored 2 looked all that great when I played it, but then jumping back to the first one, I'm like, oh, okay. No, it looks a lot better than the original. Yeah. Um, but the, it's, the gameplay is pretty much the same. The amount of powers you get is way more limited, and obviously you can only play as one character instead of two, but um, the levels are still, it's the same kind of thing where you can just go at things in so many different ways and be so creative. So, mm. um, nearly done with that. Um the DLC and you're then, talking about is the Witches of Dunwall or something, right? I think it's Witches of Brigmore and Knife of Dunwall. Yeah, there you there go. There you go. I merged them both together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I'll jump into the nat- into that next. Uh, not too long. So that's what I've been playing. Yeah, you're gonna be able to. You'll be completing Dishonored, and you'll probably be completing Child of Light if you burn through that too. That's crazy. Um, just, just in time to get my Switch and my Breath of the Wild on. Oh god! Are you not getting? Uh, well, that's at the end of. No, yeah. Are you not getting Horizon? Yeah, you've Zero still Dawn? got a while till uh, Switch comes out, bud. Are you not getting yeah. Horizons Zero Dawn? <laughs> well, that's only a couple days before the Switch, but no, I, I'm, I'm on the wall right now. I really, really do want it, and I will play it before I die. But it, it's just the timing that I don't know. I don't know if I want to buy it after <laughs> I just spent all this money on the Switch and Zelda. Um, but you're getting Neo in a couple days, uh, aren't you? Oh, I thought you had pre-ordered. My bad. No, I don't. Th- I don't know. That's another one I might wait till it's on sale. After this past uh, this past fall and all the ridiculous PSN sales, I'm kind of like gun shy because I'm like, well, that's going to be half the price seven months from now, type of thing. Oh, I know. I have way too many games, but I'm still like, I got as soon as um, I can. I'm gonna be playing Neo because uh, that that. I've, like, played everything in Bloodborne. Like, I don't... I could just replay it, but it's like I've I've spent so much time just, you know, finding every single crevice of that game that I kind of don't want to keep going back through it. So it's like I've got that itch, and, oh, I think Neo's going to scratch it real oh, good. It's, it's, it's in that niche, yeah. Yeah. 
I agree there. If I owned a PlayStation 4, I would probably pick up Neo on release day. The game looks really it's exclusive. good. exclusive? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's published it by Sony Interactive. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot. It was originally published by Koei Tecmo, and then for some reason they pulled out, and then Sony took over and decided to publish the game themselves. Hey, man. When Koei Tecmo pulls out, Sony's <laughs> right there for you. Exactly. Let's get into the news, though. So we have a couple of three news stories that are pretty interesting. One that's kind of a follow-up to last week's story about the Marvel uh, Square Enix partnership. Uh, this comes by way of Drayson? Jason Schreier over at Kotaku. Uh, sources, Ito's working on Guardians of the Galaxy game Future of D uh, Deus Ex Murky. We, uh, we may be waiting a long time for the next big de uh, Deus Ex game. The developers of the iconic franchise have moved on to other big franchises, according to sources speaking both to Kotaku and other outlets. Sources say Eidos Montreal has canceled the planned sequel to Deus Ex Mankind Divided, which came out last year. Eidos Ouch! Yeah, that's one thing that a lot of people didn't know is that they actually canceled, they said that they canceled the, the sequel to that. Uh, Eidos Montreal Fuck. is Square Enix's own Canadian studio, best known for developing Deus Ex Human Revolution, and the recently released Mankind Divided, is now working on two major games. One of those games is Shadow of the Tomb Raider, which we knew was leaked via a laptop on a train station uh, a few months ago after um, the leak. Uh, the other source, uh, the other, the other game sources say is a game based on Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, which is this me. This is just me interjecting, which is interesting because we already have the Telltale game, but obviously two different types of games. Uh, it'll be the second entry in Square Enix's new partnership with Marvel, which the two companies announced last Thursday. Uh, Eidos Montreal is also work, uh, working on the Avengers, helping out Crystal Dynamics. Uh, on Friday, this is a follow-up to the story. Publisher Square Enix sent me the following statement. While we, are still cre uh, while we are still working on expanding the Deus Ex universe, along with creating new content and updates for Deus Ex Mankind Divided, we're also devoted to our talent, devoting our talents towards working with Crystal Dynamics and Marvel on the Avengers project. Um, so if you're a huge fan of Deus Ex, this sucks. Uh, we were kind of talking about this on our own, Jordan, and, and the big thing is, is Deus Ex didn't sell well. Square Enix isn't just going to have their developer consistently make games that aren't going to sell well, no matter how beloved they are by a group of fans. And I think they they need like a seller out of this out of Eidos Montreal, and uh, yeah. I think it's interesting because like Shadow of the Tomb Raider, whether or not that's exclusive or not remains to be seen. We don't know, but Shadow of the Tomb Raider uh, will be a seller for them. It won't sell crazy numbers, but it'll probably sell better than Deus Ex. And uh, now they're gonna have Guardians of the Galaxy game, which will sell tremendous numbers uh, as well. So. Uh, hopefully after these two projects are out, maybe they can eventually go back to Deus Ex. It sucks, but I'm excited for the like the positive end of this, of them working on a Guardians of the Galaxy game, because uh, Dom and I talked about this as you weren't here, Jordan. We were talking about how whether you like liked or disliked Mankind Divided, those games, A, look pretty, and they're detail-oriented, and the world they build is really cool. So I'm really interested to see them get their hands on Guardians of the Galaxy. So, what do you think? Oh, yeah. Are you are you are you sad for Deus Ex? Obviously, what dude, I'm fucked up on this Deus Ex news right now. That sucks. Like, there's not enough cyberpunk stuff going on, and uh, Deus Ex was one of those bright beacons. And of course, um, we have we're passing another lighthouse here in the coming years with Cyberpunk 2077, which of course will shine bright. Amongst the darkness, however, that was good. I'm worried that, um, like, I mean, seriously, like, there's very little cyberpunk stuff in any media at all, and so to see uh, a major uh, media version of a really cool cyberpunk world um, be canceled is really sucky for cyberpunk fans, which I am. 
and also um, a really cool sci-fi game, which honestly there's not a lot of uh, great uh, just plain sci-fi games, which cyberpunk is a subgenre of. And so, um, yeah, that that's that sucks. And also, I just think Deus Ex is cool. It's a cool franchise, and it does suck to see it um, kind of just get crapped on. Um, so, um, that sucks, but I'm, and I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm not even sure that I'm super excited about this Guardians game because we're already getting the Telltale one, and I feel like... I don't know. I mean, they could probably do an X Men game, right? Yeah, no they matter they, what the they, uh, the movie rights are. Yeah, exactly. But the problem is, is that Marvel's kind of hinted at the fact that they want their games to resemble the MCU, just because yeah. profit drives profit. So I would rather I would rather them, you know, if we were gonna have uh, like two action, um, you know, probably third person games coming out of this uh, Square Enix. Um, Marvel deal, I would really like to have Avengers and X-Men, but, you know. Uh, Guardians will be cool, you know. Also, Telltale's so. Guardians will probably hit this year, uh, maybe at the worst late this year, um, whereas if they're currently working on Shadow of Tomb Raider, I think Guardians is probably in pre-production, and yeah. Shadow of Tomb Raider could possibly come out this year, because they've been hitting the every two years mark with Tomb Raider. Um, yeah. So, I could this. I think Avengers Project is definitely within the next two years. I could see Guardians being three, you know, being kind of far out. So Guardians, Guardians I bet now and then, then kind of it seems. Fit. I bet they'll do Guardians in 2019 and uh, have Volume Three of the movie in 2019 as well. Yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, Dom, you haven't watched Guardians of the Galaxy, but are you excited for the guys who made Deus Ex to be to be working on a game? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It's been, it's come up before, and I think we got a similar reaction. Uh, no, I have no connection to it. I mean, I'm sure it'll be cool. I do want to watch that movie. Um, I mean, I like, I love Chris Pratt. Um, I like sci-fi. I, I, there's really no re, no good excuses to why I haven't seen that movie yet. It's the funniest um, of the Marvel movies. You do far. not deserve the hero's brand. Take off your shirt and take down that poster. <laughs> oh man. Um, and I, I did, I did end up playing, uh, I can't even remember what the last Deus Ex game was. The uh, Human the Revolution game. Human Revolution. I, I remember trying it for a few hours and I just couldn't do it. Just couldn't get into it. The setting was really cool and everything about it was really cool. I liked the augmentation stuff. Like all that was super sweet, but like the gameplay, I just, I just couldn't get into it. So I'm not quite as heartbroken as Jordan, but Guardians should be cool too, so. We've um, lost a beacon in the sci-fi cyberpunk universe. <laughs> uh, the next bit of news is probably something you're super interested in, uh, Dom. Uh, this comes by way of IGN. Uh, Seth G. Macy writes, Star Wars Battlefront 2 release window announced more te- details revealed. Uh, during the its third quarter earnings call to investors, EA gave more te- details about the upcoming Star Wars Battlefront sequel. Um, basically, EA first officially confirmed the sequel to Star Wars Battlefront back in May. Uh, at E3, we learned EA Motive was working on the game. EA has motive, dice, and criterion bringing their areas of expertise. Interesting, during the investor call, the game was not referred to as Star Wars Battlefront 2, but instead was called the Star, the next Star Wars Battlefront. Um, so we know that this is coming out, uh, I believe uh, the release window was holiday 2017 that they gave. So somewhere in there, which is not surprising. We kind of expected this for the longest time that it will come out this, this fall, this winter. Um, 
Yeah, are you guys... Is it weird that they're not calling it Battlefront 2? Do you think it's going to be Star Wars Battlefront semicolon something? Like, do you think that's what they're going to call it? Well, they still might call it 2. Maybe yeah. it's still up in the air. <clears throat> but they just... Yeah, we just don't know yet. But I think if I had to bet... Yeah, I think you're right. I think it, they might have a subtitle uh, on there instead of a numbered sequel. And who knows? Uh, knowing the way the last Battlefront went and knowing this is EA... Maybe it's like three separate games that are actually the same, but one for each era or something, and each one's 60 bucks. I wouldn't be surprised. And they would light the world on fire, and the internet would scream at them, but then the game would still sell 20 million copies, so they keep doing it. Also, don't you think that uh, they probably don't want to call it a sequel just so it it kind of separates itself from the game that was notorious for not having like a single player? Because this one is going to have a single player and stuff. Maybe they want to, you know, brand it as something different, so... We'll see. Yeah. I'm, I'm more interested because they mentioned that it was going to take place over uh, several different eras. And they didn't get any more specific than that. So that And the date that it releases will be the before, of course, uh, Episode 8 uh, releases in theaters. So it'll be interesting to see what era this is. Like, I don't, I don't even know if they're going into, into 7 and 8 and 9 eras yet or if they'll just stick with... Don't you think... Uh, no, they will. I think it's going to... They said multiple eras, right? Yeah, don't yeah, you but, don't you think that they're gonna take the Battlefield One approach though, and it might be vignettes in every in like different sections? That's what I'm that assuming that the single player is gonna be. Is it just gonna be vignettes? It's not gonna be like a complete front end. You play as the same character, obviously, because they said th- that's the whole thing of them saying multiple eras and stuff. I really think it's gonna be these little vignettes, you know. So Star Wars, honestly, I'm super Water's excited for. Revenge. I'm super excited for all of the Star Wars games that are in development outside of battlefront the battlefield uh, the battlefront games are the ones that i'm least interested in um like all the other ones that are being made seem way more interesting even though we haven't seen too much from them it's just the people that are working on them um star wars is cool and everything but i'm not gonna buy a star wars shooter just because there's so many other shooters that i like more that are better you know yeah um i'm more interested in like the art the star wars rpgs or the action games and stuff like that so like Battlefront's cool and everything. I'm going to be interested to see what the story is, but yeah, Battlefront personally is like my my least excited Star Wars game. So I don't know. I'll make you with this, Jared. I will definitely be buying Battlefront day one, and I will probably not be buying Red Dead Redemption two this fall. That's crazy. That's insane. Well, I'll say this: I'm kind of nobody will of you because Red Dead's going to get delayed. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I. And the opposite of you, Jared, I'm kind of like, well, shooters are whatever, but I fucking love Star Wars. Yeah. So <laughs> I had to get Battlefront. Had to get now Battlefront. If... But it's, I'm also the least excited for that out of all the Star Wars games. Yeah. That's and what I was going to say next, too. I'm going to do the same thing that I did with this Battlefront, which is I'll wait until all the fucking content's out and I can actually play the Death Star and all that bullshit. And then I'll buy it way cheaper and and not have to pay a hundred dollars to get the actual full game. Yeah. Of Star um, Wars Battlefront: Watto's Revenge. The biggest news this week also came from that investors call. Bioware bringing out new IP before March 2018. Lucille Bryan writes on IGN. Bioware is making yep, a brand yep, new game yep. that will be able to play surprisingly soon. 
this is from Andrew Wilson, the CEO, during their investicle. At the end of the fiscal year, our Bioware studio will be delivering an all-new IP, said Wilson. A clean sheet designed with new concepts, new gameplay mechanics, and new stories set in a unique universe. This game has the potential to fundamentally disrupt the way people think about an action title. Bringing friends together to play in exhilarating new ways, we're very excited about the future of the franchise and its ability to attract a large global audience. Uh... Basically, he goes on to say, as we're working hard to finish Mass Effect Andromeda, I wanted to take a minute to talk about our new IP. Uh, let's see here. As our new CEO has mentioned, and this is, by the way, this is from Aaron Flynn, the general manager of Bioware. As our new CEO has mentioned, we're, created, uh, we're creating a unique IP that will bring players together in new exciting ways. There's much more to say in the coming months, but for now, I want to offer this additional background. In 2012, we began crafting a new universe full of character stories and gameplay. Our ambition is simple. Draw upon 20 plus years of development knowledge and lessons to create something fun and new for people to enjoy. With your, for people to enjoy. There's nothing quite as exciting as building a new IP from scratch, and it will be even more thrilling for us to share with you this game in the future. Um, so they basically stated that it's going to be coming out before March 2018, is what we can say from their comments. Well, wait. They said they're bringing it out, right? Uh... They, at the end of this fiscal year, we'll be delivering an all-new IP. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming it'll get a big blowout at E3. We'll get a reveal. Remember, this is the same game that Aaron Flynn... I, I believe it was Aaron Flynn. I could be wrong about that. He wore a t-shirt to a convention uh, with the new IP's name on it or the logo. I don't remember correctly. No one even noticed or even took a picture, so it doesn't exist. It's just a story because no one bothered to take a picture of him, I guess, during the convention. Um yeah this is interesting it says it's going to mix up the action uh genre the the thing with me is it says bringing friends together to play in exhilarating ways meaning this is probably going to be multiplayer centric um or at least going to have a, a big multiplayer component i'm excited this is the team that made mass effect one through three uh you know they've they've created you know dragon age and mass effect like Bioware's done great things, so I'm excited to see. Like, what do you guys think this is? Because they've tackled the future and they've tackled fantasy. Like, what exactly? What do well, you think? Well, and don't the... forget Kotor. They also did Kotor. Yeah, that as well. Like, what do you guys think? Is this like current day? Is this the past? Like, what what do you think? Is this like a dystopia? Is this like a made up world? Kind of like in the fashion of Overwatch, where it's like like cartoony, fantastical. Like, what do you guys think that this this will be? It's a cart racer. Oh God cart racer they said action title so what i'm thinking is going to be an action rpg um it's probably going to have rpg elements it's bioware duh um i'm interested i'm wondering to see if it's if this, hmm. i guess they said they were creating a whole new universe right yeah a whole new universe this is nothing so it's tied not to Dragon like Age just or like mass effect yeah pre present day or anything like that well it could be present day but it isn't it's a new un like it's a bioware created universe you know so it's like alternate reality alternate history kind of stuff at the oh. very least i I'm, I'm, I'm just i'm i would say this might be coming off the success of overwatch but this they started this in 2012 so this is something they've been brewing for a while so uh i'm excited for anything bioware think... announces so i'm really interested yeah to see i don't think is. they're really looking at blizzard either you know. I, but I mean, a, a big chunk of this is they're stating bringing friends together to play in exhilarating new ways. Like they mentioned playing with your friends multiple times in their statements. So I wouldn't be surprised if this is a multiplayer centric game, you know, because if you think about it, that's the one thing that they're kind of the, Mass Effect has multiplayer components in it. Um, but like Dragon Age is primarily single player. So is Mass Effect for the most part. They haven't really Bioware hasn't tackled the multiplayer aspect of it. So 
it's gonna be interesting to see what exactly they deliver uh but we'll be waiting uh with bated breath to hear what they have to say about this new ip no one knows anything about apparently i felt uh, like mass effect 2 and 3 had full online multiplayer uh yeah but it wasn't co-op or anything it was a game mode it was like uh it was a horde mode okay yeah but like when you talk about mass effect you don't talk about the multiplayer those i'm saying or like dragon age it's they're single player games uh mass effect is a single player game that has a multiplayer game mode you know they're not seen as multiplayer games first and uh a lot of you didn't even really like the mass effect multiplayer um because it really didn't invent anything new with the the horde kind of game mode so um it's gonna be interesting um I, I we can just sit here and guess for hours and hours and we probably won't figure it out so we'll see what they have to have to announce for us uh as far as the topics go i like to do this at the beginning of every month february is no different let's talk about the games that are coming out this month we're running a little long so i don't want this topic to go on too long but i'm going to run you guys quickly through the the games that i found that are the most important coming out this month we have one two three four five six seven eight nine ten games on this list i'll go in order of their release date uh we can talk a little bit about them but let's just try to get through the list first Jared, off, real quick did we mention kingdom hearts last month uh, no, I didn't put that on the list because I these are all, I'm only putting new releases, so I'm not putting early access or I'm not putting HD remixes or uh, remasters or anything like that. I only want to focus on like the new titles that are coming out. A little um, bit of new content in uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8, so I want to give her a shout technicality. out. Technicality. Yeah, um, I want to give it a shout out. Uh, so the the releases here: Always Awakening, which is the game I talked about earlier. It's a 2D pixel art Metroidvania game. It came out the day of recording, February 2nd. It's only on PC. It's by Swedish developer Elden Pixels. It's their first game. It's really good. I like it so far. I'm really enjoying it. I've actually uh, reached out to them to see if they're planning on bringing this to console or handheld. Um, I personally think this thing could have a crazy good life on the Vita or the Switch. Uh, it's a really good game. It's fun. If you love Metroidvania, if you love NES games, you'll probably like this a lot. Uh, the art, the artistic style, and it's solid. They, they definitely hit that out of the, out of the park. Uh, the second title here, we've talked about this multiple times during the show, uh, Neo comes out February 7th. This is on PS4. Uh, a lot of people, it's reviews, uh, the embargo has lifted. A lot of people are talking about it. It's getting very good reviews. It's critically well received so far. A lot of people are, are talking about it as Ninja Gaiden meets Dark Souls. Uh, if you like the speed of Bloodborne, a lot of people are saying this is even faster than Bloodborne. So if you like Dark Souls but you want it a little bit speedier, if you like Bloodborne you want it a little bit speedier, um, you know, it looks like a really good game. It's developed by Team Ninja. It was originally published by Koei Tecmo. Now it's published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Uh, this game looks like it's in... I, I think this will uh, meet or exceed sales expectations. I don't think their sales expectations are too high. Uh, a lot of people don't understand that this game has been in development for a while. I believe nine yeah. years. Um, but it's not the Final Fantasies or The Last Guardian. Like This has kind of been quiet. It's been hush-hush that it's been in development for so long. But... Yeah, excited to see that game come out. Excited to see what uh, you think of it, Jordan. And, Dom, if you ever come around to picking it up, excited to see what you guys think about it. Um, Can't wait. Next up is a really interesting one. This game's called Phoning Home. It comes out on PC February 7th. It's an exploration survival game, and you basically control these two robots. They kind of look like WALL-E-inspired, and you're on an alien planet. It's by a German dev named Ionlands. And I was looking at a lot of the screenshots and stuff. The game looks beautiful. Uh, in a lot of exploration games, they can look really beautiful because there's not a whole lot of mechanics going into the game or stuff like that. Like, all you need to do is kind of just run the world. There's not a lot of interaction that takes place. Like, physical interaction, a lot of it's, like, uh, visual cues and stuff like that. 
Uh, and it's just really cool to see this like overgrown alien planet being um, explored by these two little robots and them trying to figure out how to survive and how to move on and stuff like that. And it seems like they're going to have some cool little personalities. So it looks like a game to watch out for. That would be a really co cool game to hit console as well. So hopefully, like Dear Esther and other um, w walking simulators and exploration games have made their way to console eventually. Hopefully it does too. Um, next up, this is probably, I would say, the second biggest... Uh, release of the month, second or third, depending on how you look at it. For Honor, um, Ubisoft's hack and slash action game that features three unique, you know, the Vikings, the Samurais, and the Knights. Um, they're actually ha holding an open beta the week uh, that this is posting. Um, so I believe it's the third or the fifth, or maybe it's the following weekend, which is a really interesting tactic considering it's a multiplayer centric game. It has a single player component. Most people are going to be playing this for the multiplayer. It's really interesting and bold to have them uh, do a open beta um, a week or two before release. Uh, it's kind of like here, player game. We know you'll like it. You know there have been closed betas. I've participated in both of them. I liked it. It's not a game I'm willing to pay sixty dollars for at launch just because I don't have that type of expendable income. If I was in a more fortunate situation, I might consider picking it up. But as it sits, it's not something that I can kind of justify spending sixty bucks at for release for my um, my situation, but it's solid gameplay, it's built really well. Uh, the fact that Ubisoft came out and announced that all of the DLC for it's gonna be free is huge. Uh, the biggest problem with the multiplayer games is the moment you introduce paid DLC, you segment your uh, user base. So them saying that all the DLC will be free is really huge. Um, I know you two were like, not excited for For Honor, but you were intrigued by it. I know neither of you ever really probably thought about buying it, but are you guys interested to see how this does like critically? I am. It seems Yeah, I'll probably pick it up when it's cheap. You know, I like uh I like uh some samurais, some Vikings, you know. I like some warriors, I like some knights and armors and stuff, you know, like I like fighting and combat and sword fighting, all that stuff. The best part about this game is when you download the beta and you go into multiplayer, before you can even play like with your friends, you get put into a one V one match against a random person. It's awesome. It's like, well, cool. here's the stakes. You gotta. It's a best of five rounds. You gotta try to beat this guy. And see, oh, it's so good. See, that's that's my thing that could really uh, kind of get me into For Honor. Is you guys know I love some good sword fighting, especially uh, when it comes to combat and the. Uh, it's also, Neo has a lot to do with this. You can like um, change your stances and stuff. Um, yeah. To change how you um, come at combat, and so um, I really like games with nuanced sword fighting, and both of these games have that. So that's that's something that could hook me on Neo. I think this game will review very well uh, from a multiplayer aspect. The single player might get some knocks for it probably not being robust or the story not being good. That's fine. Um, I think this will critically do better than people anticipate. I don't know if this will sell well. Hopefully, it does for Ubisoft. You never know. People tend to forget that The Division was one of the top five selling games last year. I believe it was number three for the year, which people don't even kind of realize that. Division sold very well. So Ubisoft is good at, you know, marketing their games and getting them to sell. So we'll see what happens there. The next release uh, is Deformers. This is February 14th. Um, this is a physics-based arena brawler by Ready at Dawn, the guys who did Order 1886. This is a game being published by Game Trust, which is GameStop's publishing company, which they can use some positive PR considering the recent events of the news of them essentially just making their employees lie to customers. Uh, the interesting thing about Deformers, 
uh, when you see games Jared, like this... Jared, now, I, I gotta stop you right there. I think the <laughs> PC term is actually handicappers. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Um, oh. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. I didn't even... The, oh, man. Deformers the, uh, is not politically correct. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because the, the, the creatures are deforming, yeah. But, um... So the interesting thing with these smaller games is you always anticipate, are they going to, you know, are they going to kind of explore the price range and stuff like that? And I was like, this is probably going to be like a $40 game, maybe 60 Who knows how crazy they're getting with it. I know it's not a probably, there's not a whole lot of content there, but you never know, right? A game's actually only going to sell for 30 bucks, which is interesting. Um, for some people, that might still be a little high. You might have to hit that $20 range after a couple of months. but Yeah, it, it looks like a $20 game. It releasing at $30 is better than what i expected maybe it's not the sweet spot but i was anticipating 40 so that was pretty interesting uh, we'll see how that game does it looks really cool i think that game will do tremendously well if it ends up being a playstation uh a playstation um what is it called uh not games with gold what is the playstation version uh ps plus yeah ps plus i, I was brain farting I think this game could do exceptionally well if it's a PS Plus or Games with Gold game where people can get their hands on it for free. Uh, we'll see how it does. I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm never going to buy it, but if it was a Games with Gold game, I would immediately download it and check it out. So, interesting there. Um, next up, Sniper Elite 4. This comes out February 14th. This is a third-person tactical shooter stealth game. Uh, it's known for This game series is known for its slow-mo impact shots where you see a sniper take a shot and enter somebody. It goes into like X-ray mode and you see their like, bones rip apart and stuff like that um it's by rebellion developments this seems like they want this game to be bigger than the series has been i think <clears throat> excuse me i think they're they're kind of going to showcase this game for uh through marketing and stuff they want this to be a bigger deal than the sniper elite series has been so i think this is the one they're going to try to push you know they're going to get in streamers hands they're going to get in tastemakers hands and try to do something with it have you guys you guys have never played in a sniper elite game right because i haven't either no, but fun fact about Sniper Elite, I actually thought that Sniper Ghost Warrior was a spinoff of Sniper Elite. <laughs> it's almost as if they have very similar names that are kind of generic. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of makes sense, like, this is the Sniper Elite series, Yeah. this is the Sniper Ghost Warrior series. And they could have, like, yeah, and Ghost Elite and Warrior Elite. Yeah, it's really weird. Um, it, I, it's so weird that they their games come out usually around because uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior comes out in April, so it's weird that their games even release like in the same year. It's really weird. Yeah. Um, next up, like uh, earlier, I said uh, For Honor was one of the big releases for the month. This is number two or number three, depending on how you see it. Halo Wars Two comes out February twenty first. X One Xbox One PC uh, cross play cross uh, buy as well. Um, it's an RTS. If you're familiar with the first Halo Wars, it's by 343 and Creative Assembly. Um, there's some weird conjecture going on. People feel that this is like a game that doesn't hit either market. The like console gamers don't like RTSs, and PC gamers have too many RTSs that they won't get involved in this. I think they're they're not seeing the opposite end of this argument, showing that console gamers don't really get RTSs. The last RTS was Halo Wars and Civilization Revolution. And gamers actually like those games quite a bit, console gamers. So I think this is going to do pretty well on console, better than people expect. Also, on the PC side of it, a lot of RTSs like StarCraft are kind of like crazy barriers of entry. It's kind of like League of Legends. Like, people want to check check it out, but it seems kind of hardcore like Dota 2, you know? And Halo Wars 2 is familiar to people who know Halo, where they can get involved in an RTS that they're familiar with, you know, and get better at it. I think RTSs are kind of intimidating. And Halo Wars 2, for a lot of PC players, might be their 
their best entry point, you know, because it isn't seen as like the hardcore RTS, you know, it's more of an arcadey RTS. So I think that it's going to sell pretty well, um, hopefully, because uh, I think it's cool to see them, like they've done this before, obviously with Halo Wars, but I think Microsoft could do a lot more with the Halo brand and doing spinoffs and different kinds of genres of games, you know, so... I think Halo Wars 2 is cool. Hopefully we see some other games in the Halo franchise that are different. Um, next up, uh, Night in the Woods. So this is a PC, PS4 game. Um, this was a Kickstarter game. They wanted 50K initially. They received over 210,000. Uh, it reached 50K in uh, a little over a day, 26 hours. So it's a very art-driven, anthropomorphic adventure game. Uh, from what I read of the short description, you're this like cat wolf looking character guy and you're basically a college dropout and you come back to your hometown and it's all about you uh coming back to your hometown and talking to people that you haven't seen in a long time and then the reason it's called night in the woods is because there's something mysterious in the woods that you kind of uh you kind of um you know encounter uh there's a lot of like uh panoramic shots and there's a lot of parallaxing environments which are some of my favorite things in 2d games i love when people can make their foreground and background parallax i think that's really cool um, it looks really awesome. This might be a game I pick up. It's only gonna be like 15 bucks at launch. I love like super artistic, like story driven games. So I'm super excited for this one. If you have any interest in it, definitely just look up Night in the Woods. Uh, next up, the console release of Lego Worlds. This is uh, you know, essentially Minecraft with Lego. Uh, it's by TT Games. Uh, it looks cool. Uh, I don't know how well it'll sell because most people already own Minecraft, and I don't know if people are gonna be. It'll sell decent, but I don't know if it's going to sell as great as people anticipate it to. Um, it looks cool. I mean, I like Lego, but Minecraft kind of already has its foot planted in the video game realm with that, which is funny because when Minecraft released, they're like, oh, it's a Lego, a Lego video game. And now Lego's trying to do what Minecraft did, you know? So it's, it's funny mm. how they copied each other. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how this does. If It's probably going to release a 60, which I think could hurt it a lot. I think a lot of people see these survival uh crafting games and they think you know 15 to 30 dollars at most so it's going to be interesting to see where this price point is when it initially releases i don't know what it was in early access on steam what the price point was but we'll see and lastly now, the biggest jared on lego worlds you're saying um you know minecraft already has its has the foothold on the building thing for uh video games however i would like to point out um old Spyro and his buddies, the Skylanders, aren't doing so hot, while Lego Dimensions seems to have come in and kind of taken over that Toys to Life deal they got going on. Yeah, but Imaginators never sold what Minecraft has. <laughs> Minecraft's broken at almost every record. Also, the, the beauty of Minecraft is it's so simplistic. A lot of this stuff, if you look at the stuff for Lego Worlds, it looks a little complicated when your core audience is going to be kids. I think that they're going to look at Lego and they're going to be like, this I I want to go why I want to go play Minecraft you know, um, I don't think it will sell bad but I just I don't see this doing the gangbusters they anticipated doing and I could be wrong about that we'll see maybe, um, but lastly the biggest release for um, this month Horizon Zero Dawn comes out at the end of the month February twenty eighth it's an open world action RPG it's had very promising preview events uh, it's from Guerrilla Games the Killzone guys. Um, I think Jared, that that game comes out March first. I thought it comes. I thought it comes out February twenty eighth. No, it is March first, twenty seventeen. Horizon. 
Yeah, I thought it was February 28th. That's February, yeah. Yeah, it's February 28th. You sure about that? Yeah. In I human up, years. I looked up the release date before we started recording. It comes out February 28th. It's listed everywhere as February 28th. Doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah. Because a lot of people are talking about they don't want to buy it and then a couple of days later, less than a week, be playing Zelda. So, yeah, it comes out huh. February 28th. Um, so... Uh, it, you're this girl, Alloy. She's a kind of cavewoman-esque thing. And Aloy. Is it Aloy? Yeah, Aloy. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, however you say it. Um, you're basically in this world with robotic dinosaurs after the fall of civilization. Uh, they've stated it's a thousand years in the future from where we currently sit. Uh, it's interesting. I actually... The ending twist of this game was leaked on NeoGAF, and because I was never going to play this game, I actually went through and read it. Who knows if it's real or not? But I'll say that the end of the I don't even no, want to know what your it. opinion. I don't no, even want to know what your opinion on this possible <laughs> fake ass spoiler is, Jared. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I don't want to know I either. I won't say anything. But this game looks really cool. Um, there you uh, go. You're, you're day one, right, Jordan? And you're possibly yes, day one. I am. Dumb. I am day one. Yeah, I'll probably end up doing it. Let's be honest. Can't help myself. Yeah, actually, so um, Horizon. Um, and uh, Mass Effect, and I was going to be day one on Neo, but PlayStation Store wouldn't let me pre-order it for some reason, um, so I'm probably just going to wait until that's out. Um, but Oh, and then Persona, and those are maybe my only day one games this year. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. Prey, Prey and Mass Effect are my definitive day ones. So Yeah, I'm going to so wait hard. on Prey, but definitely Mass Effect. Prey, um, Prey is one that come November is going to be on sale for 30 bucks. Sure. Yeah. I think that game looks so cool, though. It's kind of how, like, you guys felt with Dishonored 2, but I just yeah. couldn't... I was not interested in Dishonored 2 at all. So I'm, like, super stuck for Prey. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to be doing Jordan's Indie Spotlight. Take it away, Jordan. What do you have to say for her? Yeah, so um, every month I'm going to be doing the Indie Spotlight, and basically um, this is kind of just going to be random uh, every month as far as uh, which game I pick and why I pick it. Um, it could be a game that I'm, uh, super interested in, um, and planning on buying. It could be a game that I'm not really planning on buying, but I think is, uh, cool looking or has an interesting mechanic. Uh, maybe I'm just interested in the developer or, um, I really like the developer's history, something like that. Um, so it could, it could vary from month to month, but this month, uh, I'm going to be focusing on uh, a game which is uh, called The Flame and the Flood. Um, and uh, the reason I hesitated there once I said this month is because it's not exactly... I was going to do it last month when it actually came out on PS4, um, so it would be a little more timely. Um, but I wasn't on the show during uh, the time that we were supposed to do it, and so then uh, January ended, so... Um, it's going to be for this month, but it just came out last month on PS4. It had been out on PC for a while. Um, it is The reason I chose this game is because of the fact that um, these are former Bioshock developers and uh, guys that worked at Irrational Games before um, whatever the fuck happened to that studio happened to it. Um, I'm still not sure if Ken Levine's next game is going to be from Irrational Games or not, I don't know if he just, like, shifted focus and, and like, 
laid people off at that studio or if he shut it down. Like, if you look that shit up online, you still can't get a definitive answer. So, I don't know. But they're they're former irrational people and um, worked on Bioshock Infinite. And uh, made this new studio called The Molasses Flood. And then made this new game called The Flame in the Flood. And, um, what? Just picture that, that visual. Molasses, molasses flood. flood. Yeah, it'd be kind of weird. It. It'd just be weird. Um, so, yeah, these guys have made this game called The Flame in the Flood, and it is uh, basically a uh, roguelike survival experience where you are this girl, and uh, she has a companion dog, and they are kind of floating down the bayou, and you're you know gathering supplies and all that good stuff you need to survive. And um, it's got a real kind of um, cartoony but creepy atmosphere. And, um, you know, has all these survival elements that I'm excited about because I think that'll be cool in the bayou, which is a place, if you're not in, you know, like modern society, it could be really tough to survive. You know, if you were living back in the day, a few hundred years ago, the bayou would have been a fucked up place to be around. So, um It'll be really cool to play a, a survival game based there. So, have you guys uh, heard of this game? You know anything about this? Excited about this? Going to pick it yeah. up? Um, what? I've heard of this, and I, I meant to I meant to look some more something more up on it because it sounded interesting from the brief description I read. So I'm glad. I, that's why I, my ears perked up when you said it. Um, but yeah, this is, this is definitely the kind of thing I'd be interested in, especially just coming off of um, all that time I just put into all three Bioshock games. Um, I'm in the mood for this sort of thing and seeing that it's, you know, employees from Irrational, that's, that's just, you know, icing on the cake, but yeah. So yeah, I, I, uh, bought it, uh, just a couple of days ago. I haven't got to play it yet, so I'm excited. Um, I'll bring back my thoughts, but, uh, sorry, go ahead, Jer. Oh, no problem. I was just going to say when I was looking up, uh, new video game releases for this year and I was looking at release dates. This is actually, obviously, it came out for PlayStation. Um, the reason I didn't include it in last month's um, thing is because it originally came out on PC, so it was right. just kind of, like, getting ported. Um, but it looked really interesting. The artistic style of it is really beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It, it looks like a, a very, very beautiful game, and it looks like it's a great time. Um, I believe this came to Xbox One as well, or at least it's aiming to. Um, it might have already released on Xbox One. I might not to... Uh, yeah, it actually came out... Um, last year i'm looking at microsoft windows xbox one uh and it written out it came to ps4 so it looks like it's on xbox i might end up picking it up uh i just it was a game that passed me i guess and i never really paid attention but it looks like a really cool game um i'm looking yeah. at the reviews here on steam uh recently all of them are mostly positive and overall they're very positive so um a lot of people are in agreement that this is a really solid game so cool it's only 15 bucks too not a high barrier yeah. for entry. Oh, shoot. Really good. Yeah. 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 And it has, I'm looking at it here, it's sitting at a 73 on Metacritic, uh, which take that with a grain of salt. Um, but it also has a bunch of awards. Uh, Games Radar gave it best of the show at E3 2015. And has a, I can go on and on. There's a bunch of awards. So, yeah, I think you picked a really solid title for your initial indie spotlight. It looks really good. If you're watching the video portion of this on YouTube, I'll, e I'll either have a gameplay uh uh, video up on the actual video version or I'll have um, some screen caps or something like that so if it intrigues you at all definitely go check it out um, and yeah. Dom if you're planning on uh, picking this up on PSN I noticed 
if you're interested in these other games, they have it in a bundle with Hugh and Dear Esther. Ooh. Hmm. I don't know if you're interested in either. Dear Esther's a really good game if you're into walking simulators. I play that front to back. It's really good. Uh, Hugh's Hugh's supposed to be really good, too. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be cool. It's about, like, colors and stuff. Good way to find out if you're colorblind. Colors. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) One in three men are colorblind. So... Might be able might be able to find out if you are indeed colorblind. Oh, that's there's that's well there's actually a uh, uh, Colin from kind of funny was talking about how wow I guess um, you know colorblind people couldn't play this but then the developer was like no we actually had to make a whole other separate mode for colorblind people because it is a game about colors. Yeah. Um, what were you gonna them. say though? No, I was just gonna say that's an interesting uh, thripple pack of games. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know why. Xbox know. actually does that. I don't know if they do this on PlayStation, but Xbox actually every couple of weeks they have uh, indie collections. They have indie collection volume one, volume two, mm. volume three, and they're just these collections of a bunch of indie games you can buy for a set price, and it comes with like four or five indie games. I think it's a really that's, smart idea. It's, see, that's sure. kind of like a PC thing, it seems, but I've been seeing them on PSN recently Like when it's the same publisher, right? Like I keep on yeah. seeing these yeah. Call of Duty Destiny bundles which makes sense because they're activision or titanfall and battlefield bundles yeah when they're not that much cheaper than buying them separately but anyway yeah the the indie bundle thing i think that's that's been like a pc thing um like humble bundles and there's a few other sites i think that do that a lot but that's interesting interesting three pack of games yeah uh anything else you want to say about it jordan before we move on to the next topic uh, no, I'm excited to play it, and I will bring back some thoughts. Bringing back thoughts, confirmed. So, this topic, yes, this topic has been, we've been wanting to do this for a couple of weeks now, but uh, they just, you know, life's intervened and things have happened. What are we talking about finally, Dom? Finally. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. He doesn't actually say that in this, does he? It's from the animated series, and he does say it. No, no like, well, he doesn't say it in the in the Telltale game. Oh no, that's uh, that's Kevin. That's yeah, Kevin spoilers. Conroy's uh, that's Kevin. Well, I mean, if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about now, you know, just get the <laughs> hell out of here. Yeah, that's, that's Kevin Conroy's say. like calling card as far as uh, his Batman thing. Right, right. No, I I knew it was from the animated series. I just didn't remember if it was in Telltale's. Uh, game or not so yeah spoilers uh, if you haven't figured it out what this topic is yeah it's Telltale's Batman we've all finished and it and also spoilers for Telltale's Batman yeah, yeah we're not I'm, holding anything right. back so if you haven't played the game or if you're warned of spoilers thank you for listening so far in the podcast we can either skip ahead 10 minutes 15 minutes or we'll catch you guys next week so anyways go ahead Dom. peace losers <laughs> so gentlemen at the end of episode 5 did your Alfreds have both eyes left? Yes. Dom? Oh, shoot. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. I don't even remember. I think my Alfred may have lost his eye. Basically, what you need to answer is when um, Vicky, a.k.a. Uh, Victoria Arkham, a.k.a. Uh, Lady Arkham, Lady Arkham uh, had Alfred tied up there at the end and she was telling you to unmask yourself. Did you unmask yourself, or did you throw the Batarang, freeing Alfred, allowing him to punch Lady Arkham, which then she kicked him back and hit him with her uh, concussive uh, pike, and uh, 
sent him flying, and he looks up, and his face is fucked up. Okay. No, I remember now. It's it's been a while since I played this. Um, almost three months now. No, I I unmasked myself. Yeah, I unmasked myself too. I was like, yeah, I'm Bruce. Yeah. I mean, I I knew I was pretty much gonna kill her anyway at that point, <laughs> yeah. so it didn't matter. I exactly. knew that. I knew that uh, Bruce could uh, get out of it. <laughs> I knew Batman. Batman's a slick enough kid to slide right through. Not slick enough to save Alfie's eye, though. Yeah, dude. And there's they give you a good shot at one point uh, before they cover it up with an eye patch. Um, they give you a good shot of what it looks like. And Roy G. Biv, was it bad? Is it better or worse than Carl's eye in The Walking Dead when they show it? So it is... Well, actually, I was going to say it's... Better than the TV series, worse than the or better than the comic, worse than the TV series. But actually, even even the TV series Walking Dead is pretty fucked up with Carl's eye. So I would say um, Carl has it worth both ways. Worse both ways. I, as far as the series is as a whole, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I didn't have the performance issues you guys did, so that kind of gives it a little bit more slightly positive. Spin, if I had you know? a dollar for all the f- times that it hung on a frame. <laughs> Yeah. I would just be like the richest guy. If I had a dollar, it was for pretty it, bad. If I had a dollar for every time it hung out of frame, I well, I would probably have a, over a hundred dollars. If I had a dollar for every time a character model was invisible except for his eyeballs and tongue, I would have three dollars. Damn, three times. That's a lot of dollars for that <laughs> type of thing. Also, the characters kept like snapping into place, like they wouldn't exactly yeah. be where they were supposed to be. I had when that the too. Camera cut to them, and so they would like snap their neck real fast. I'm like, Jeez, it's like we played. Uh. It's like we played two different games, dude. I, <laughs> all this stuff I did not experience one bit, and I'm bad lip syncing. Like it was really bad. Ugh, that sounds horrible. I'd probably have a completely different opinion if I played it on PS4, I guess, or if I was just lucky through my playthrough. I we still don't know. It's still a yeah. lingering mystery. Um, a lot of people had issues with the way they portrayed like Penguin and stuff, and I didn't really have any issue with any of the villains personally. I thought they were. Interesting I like that takes. part. Yeah. Um, I I, I thought liked Penguin Joker. was great. Um, I, I noticed Joker too. I noticed really quick. I was like, "Ooh, I bet this guy's an American doing an English accent," and I looked it up, and he was, and that annoyed me the entire time because he was just. He's what happens when a lot of American actors do accents is they're not consistent enough. And so they'll say something one way one time and then the next time they won't say it the same way. And that really, I'm really into linguistics and stuff like that. So that kind of broke the experience of his character for me. Um, And so I like the character itself, but I didn't like that part. Um, The Joker, I thought, um, was a cool take. you know, he's not, like, a criminal mastermind, per se, as much. You know, he's not, like, the clown prince of crime. He's more just kind of loony guy yeah. with a with a, his shtick, you know, his white hair, white skin and green hair type thing going on. And, of course, um, you know, at the end, he gets his little um, teaser that he's going to be the main villain for next season. Um, and then, of course, you have... Uh, Miss Arkham, um, which I thought was a pretty bold move to take someone like fucking Vicky Vale of all people in the Batman universe that could be a villain and turn her into a villain. So So on on that note of kind of messing with the lore, 
What did you yeah. think of how they they uh, treated Bruce's parents? Apparently, bigger mobsters than Falcone. I thought it was an interesting, interesting take. Yeah, because I like I that. really liked it. The whole yeah. way you're playing through, you're like, oh yeah, this is just made up story. I know, I know Bruce's parents. They they weren't like this. This is all just crappy like rumors and stuff right you're like no there's no way they were like that and you saw more and more information like wow this this uh this cover-up this is is deeper than i thought oh no they were just they were bad people (laughs) you know yeah Yeah, well i i really like the line alfred adds this line where he's like bruce they were billionaires like of course they were in dirty stuff like at a certain point you get so damn rich or in order to get that damn rich, you have to be involved in dirty stuff. And so I thought that was a really good point. Like, I mean, if you're going to have a billion dollars, there's there's very few people that have a billion dollars. And there's even fewer that have a billion dollars and all of it's clean, you know. So I thought that was a very interesting point for him to make in the story and, and really justified it uh, for me. Yeah, I really like the relationship they had with Harvey as well. Um, I like that oh, yeah. you could play that however you wanted. My relationship with them was a lot of brutal honesty. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just like that. Like the whole point of this game is playing the Batman you like, right? Or playing the Batman you would want in this universe, this Batman universe. And I thought it was yeah. all really cool. I like the way they handled uh, his relationship with Selena Kyle. Um, yeah. I, I, Love. I, I, I like Gosh. the way. I just, oh. Huge, huge shout out. To my bae, Laura Bailey. Um, Bailey. Awesome Catwoman. <laughs> yeah. Awesome Catwoman. Such a great voice. So, like, like her, her voice was very feline. And I loved that. She sounded like, like a purring cat a lot. And it was... Yeah. She did an awesome job with Catwoman. They... I think they did, a, they did a lot to make the situations in which you had to basically conversate out of your back to the wall i think they set those up very naturally like you know the whole scene of selena kyle's apartment where harvey walks in and you have that whole confrontation the way i handled it is i basically played uh i I dodged him a lot and made him just tire himself out i didn't want to fight harvey um just because i felt that like at that point in my story my bruce wouldn't want to fight him because i was already the reason he was two-faced because i chose to not save him and the light fell on him and that he became two-faced so i already felt like guilty of that so i was like i'm not gonna beat him up after i already was the reason he got hurt right so my lack of action was the reason he got hurt so my harvey still hasn't gotten hurt oh wow interesting yeah so i saved him uh because i was like well selena can obviously handle herself against two fucking dudes so out of the two who needs me the most harvey would need my help so i jumped on him and then afterwards i was like oh shit maybe i fucked up because he might not become two-faced then what happens is the part where he starts burning down your mansion he's acting like two-face and his multiple personalities are taking over and travis willingham is uh you know switching up voices but uh at no point during my five episodes did he get harmed to make him look disfigured hmm. or anything interesting because my reasoning for with... my reasoning for saving selena was like i he's gonna be two-faced anyway so i'll just that's, do that's, it. that was me too yeah 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 um see I, but now i'm kind of messed up because i don't have a two-face like he's not real two-face just because he's switching voices you know i need like that melted skin 
Yeah. Oh, you never know. Maybe they write it in for season two if you made that yeah, choice I, in season I, one. I kind of hope so. Maybe like maybe there's something there where, uh, uh, you know, Joker has some kind of interaction with Harvey, and if he already has his face, then it really doesn't do much. But if he if he exactly. hasn't been hurt, then there's backstory there of how he is like. Well, you're acting like two people. Let's make that so you know kind of thing. So that's, it's be interesting that's that that'd out. be a really good line, Jared. If Joker's like. Well, you already act like you do, people. I'm just going to make it happen. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, I didn't know we had Mark Hamill on the call. God, if only if he played. <laughs> God. Um, do you, so a lot of people were worried that this isn't going to get a follow-up. Do you think it sold well enough for it to get a follow-up? Oh, absolutely. I hope it gets like a follow-up. Like I said, you had the the Joker tease, and also, I mean, it's, it's Telltale, and this is clearly the biggest property that they've worked with so you're absolutely yep. getting a second season yeah. yeah and come on i mean this they were marketing this hard i saw a lot of commercials for this and they're it's they're 20 bucks but real they have to be stupidly cheap to make these games um, yeah also god uh, they're not expensive the games to make a telltale game i think the vicky Vale reveal i think was really well done that was good when you then you beat up uh penguin and then it cuts to black yeah yeah that was pretty good yeah I think overall, I mean, if we're ending it here on our on our stuff, we can all give our final opinions on it. I thought it was well done. Like I said, I have a little bit more of a positive interpretation on the game just because I didn't deal with the bevy of uh, performance issues you guys had. It's yeah. definitely in my top three or four as far as Telltale games. I think there was some stuff they could have done a little bit better, but overall, it it satisfied my expectations of a Bat, uh, Batman Telltale game. So I like it. I yeah. give it a thumbs up, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you. It's It's somewhere between good and great. Uh, to me and that's with the technical if it were if it ran absolutely flawlessly i'd probably say it's definitely great um but then i also adore everything batman so there's a little bit of that bias leaking in there but i I liked it a lot yeah jordan so uh being the batman fan that i am i didn't think it was uh the best batman story it was a solid batman story but i thought it was good that's fair also um you know, me waiting until all five episodes were out and hearing people say, oh, they're subverting all these expectations with, you know, Batman tropes and Batman lore that you know. Um, personally, I was actually a little bit disappointed once I actually got through everything because, um, you know, like you just said, Dom, it's a good to great game. Like, it's, it really just didn't blow my socks off. And, and the way to blow my socks off in a Batman story is to build your own universe and say fuck it we're doing whatever we want with canon and so i was really excited like oh they could really like you know me being a batman fan and having read and and watched and being involved with so much batman like i do kind of get tired of you know the same old things with the same old villains or characters and so i wish they had pushed that a little bit further i was wondering what they were going to do with the joker he didn't need to be there at all and he was you know it was cool that he um, you know, was almost like Bruce's friend before Bruce even knew that he was the Joker, um, before he had even committed any crimes and become famous, the Clown Prince or whatever. But um, I w- really wish you had gone farther with that. I w- really wish you had gone farther with um, your messing around with with Harvey Dent and um, then, um, you know, the Vicky Vale thing was cool, and I like the fact that. You know, you're not expecting her at all to be the villain, but um, it would have been a little bit cooler um, once you see that she's the villain to, like, really see how much of a badass she is. 
because um, the final battle, which I'd like to point out, um, the detective stuff was all right, but the action stuff in the game was really cool, I thought. I thought that it was really well done, um, which personally I was expecting the opposite. I thought the detective stuff was going to be the coolest and that they were going to really suffer on the action side, but I was um, completely wrong in that sense. So um, I wish there had been more of the badassery from uh, Lady Arkham because I like the suit and I liked the concussive uh, pike that she had and all that stuff. So um, I wish there had been more than that, even though I did like the final battle. Um, but yeah, I kind of wish they had just pushed a little farther sub with the subversion of expectations because of the fact that um, that's how I think it would have made it like a really amazing Batman experience. As far as where we're going to be playing, we've come to the end of the show. Uh, I'm going to be playing Glover's in a Dangerous FaceTime. Uh, the game I talked about previously, going to be getting through that. I'm uh, going to be playing some more Ori, cleaning up some achievements, playing some Fire Emblem Heroes. I wanted to say Fable again. Uh, the heart wants what the heart wants. Uh, I'm going to be playing Fire Emblem Heroes, uh, getting through that, having fun with that. Uh, some other stuff too, probably, but uh, that's pretty much my focus is Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time, uh, Ori, and uh, Fire Emblem Heroes. So what about you guys? So I'm going to keep burning through Dishonored, uh, not too much longer than that. And then I think as I wait for Horizon... I'm going to go back to Bioshock Infinite, and I'm going to grab that Platinum. Oh, dang. I'm just feeling like it. I got the dude, disease, Jordan. Bioshocks are not easy Platinums, so you might want to watch what you say there. I got the disease. I just need every Platinum now. There's, I'll be impressed. I think that's that's an thing. impressive Platinum. If you get it, I'll be impressed. <laughs> those games Except I have this, this annoying little thing called a job. <laughs> we'll see how that works out. But um, Tune in next week. <laughs> yeah, um, and then uh, more Child of Light uh, on the go, and I'm gonna try out that uh, Fire Emblem Fire Emblem Heroes as well. So tune in next week when Dom's not here because the Wi-Fi isn't <laughs> yeah. working because he doesn't have a job. Yeah, <laughs> Jordan, what are you gonna be playing? So uh, get back to Mass Effect, and um, definitely gonna be putting a good amount of time. Sink on in, slide right into Gravity Rush 2, Gravity Days 2, if you're a cool kid. And uh, definitely going to be sinking my teeth into that one because, you know, I love that Gravity Rush. And um, big game, big, big uh, release for me. So that's it. Hell yeah. Uh, thank you guys for watching or listening to episode 45 of the Controlled Interest Gamecast. Uh, if you guys can, if you're watching this on YouTube and you haven't yet, please subscribe. It really helps. If you can share this with anybody you know, that also helps as well. Even if one new person gets listening to the show, uh, it really helps us grow. If you can rate us and review us on iTunes, that helps us as well. Um, yeah, if you want to check out anything that we're doing, follow us at Twitter, on Twitter, at CTRLINT. I'm at Jared underscore. Jordan is at Mellow Modus, and Dom is at Dom's Oreos. You can also go to controlledinterest.com. It's our hub for all of our content. So if you're unsure if something's come out or if you want to see what we're tweeting or anything like that, any of our information, just head on over to controlledinterests.com, and you'll find everything there. Uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening or watching, and we'll catch you guys in episode 46. Bye. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>